This morning, Father, we surrender to you. We give it all back to you, God, for with you all things are possible. Father, today, we look forward to encountering your presence. We look in, we looking forward to encountering your love. For you are the God of all love. You are the healer of our souls, repairer of that of which is broken. And today, Katrina and I just humble ourselves before you, that you might be lifted up, that your name and that your presence and your message might be uh, glorified throughout all of our connections, throughout all of our spheres of influence today, all those participating, our church family, God. We give this time to you. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to rule and reign. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. So glad to be with you here. My beautiful wife, Katrina, as we share with you this morning and we talk about amazing parts of love. And uh, before we get going too much more, we want to remind you and thank you for participating with us uh, in, in finances and in offerings and tithes and investment. There's uh, simple ways that you can give online. And uh, whether you're texting or you're emailing an e-transfer uh, or you can go to your app through the Realm app, it's, uh, it's all done online. It's a simple way to do it. And it's a way to take your heart and invest it into your church. It's uh, to simply show God you trust him with your finances and invest with joy, uh, with thanksgiving, and to, with a pure heart, uh, to give back to God. So thank you for joining us in 2021 financially, because we want to impact uh, our church, our city, and our world uh, with your support. So thank you for doing that today. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm good and live. Here we go. So first of all, we wanted to say tomorrow is Pastor Sherry's birthday. So uh, happy birthday tomorrow, Pastor Sherry. Yes. I am <laughs> <laughs> uh, Katrina Henshaw, as uh, Mark mentioned, and I have been married to this hunk of a man for the last 14 years. Mm. So I'm excited to be up here. I'm excited. Um, Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet you are. Uh, we are thrilled to get to share this message with you today. So... Uh, love is a verb, and that is the title of our message, and we um, are looking forward to the time this morning. We wanted to talk about the fact that love is um, not a noun. A noun, I'm a teacher, so person, place, or thing, idea. Um, love is more than that. It's a verb. It's an action. A verb is an action word. And so today, we want to talk about the fact that love is not just a concept, um, an idea, but it's a doing, an actual action of God's love and goodwill towards someone else. And so, Mark, hi. Yes, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've spent the last year discovering what love as a verb means. So can you share with us what the Lord has taught you? And I know that um, John 3.16 has really spoke to you in a new way. So can you explain that sure. to all of us? Well, a year ago, uh, we were challenged by Pastor Kevin and Sherry to ask God for a word for the year. And what the Lord showed me is he said, I want you to take love, turn it into a package. In other words, it has to be deliverable that love is an action that you can give someone. It has to be practical. I thought, okay, so love is a verb. Pastor Kevin and I kind of worked on that. I wrote it down in my journal. And for the last 12 months, I've been trying to practice what that means. Love is a verb. Now, I want to read to you John 3.16. 
It's a pretty popular verse. <laughs> and uh, though I've known this verse since I was a child, uh, it's taken on new meaning once I thought about love as a verb. For God so loved the world, this is John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that message has been a lot about eternal life and how to become a Christian and how to, uh, to focus on, uh, on salvation and eternal life in heaven. That's how I grew up with that verse, which is true. But lately, God's been talking to me about a different part of the verse. And one of the key parts is that it talks about uh, that God so loved the world, so he loved the world, and that word love means, uh, it, it's pronounced uh, agapeo. You've heard of agape love, that's the noun, so the verb is agapeo. So God so agapeoed the world. So you can see where the motivation's coming from, right? It's coming from love. So God unconditionally agapeoed the world, and here's the consequence, that, that is the conjunction, right? That's the, the word. That, or therefore, or the consequence of his love is, he gave. So because God loved, the consequence is giving. So love and giving are inseparable. Mm -hmm. The very nature of God we know is love, but we also now know that the very nature of God is giving. So as we get into Christian love, what we're talking about is how to give our life away, how to give. God is the Father is the most perfect example of that. So agapeo love is the actions we take to demonstrate our best or goodwill for other people. It's unconditional. In other words, God love is based on our will. It's based on the will of the giver, not the behavior of the receiver. So we don't, God's love, agapeo, when you agapeo someone, you're not looking at their behavior or their reaction, although you'll experience those things. Agapeo's love is when you have the best will for them and you want them to have success and you choose to love them. Love is a choice. Love is the verb. But it is not based on the other person's behavior. So in other words, it's a more free love. Mm -hmm. You're not looking to the other person. So today, that's the kind of love we're talking about. And it's the kind of love that God showed us first, long before we came to seek him. So agapeo love is based on the trustworthy character of God, not on the person that you choose to love. So that means you can love everyone because you're not looking to how they'll respond. Agapeo love is also limitless because it comes from the Holy Spirit. It comes from inside here. It's not something you have to work up. This kind of love comes from the overflow of your heart because that God has his home inside of you. In other words, it's from the Holy Spirit. And we know that from the Bible, there is no limit to the giving of the Holy Spirit Therefore, we can love people without measure. It means it's unconditional and eternal. So it's exciting. So today we won't be talking about the other types of love. Uh, Katrina, do you want to talk about like the erotic type of love? Uh, that's a hard no. Pass on that one. Okay, so there, there's, there's a lot of different types of love, and maybe those other types of love we can get to later. <laughs> well, let, I was going to say, we'll let maybe Pastor Barry, Pastor Barry and, and Tammy. Tammy might want to talk on They've that They've got one. good stories about lattes and things like that, but we'll wait for <laughs> their turn. Okay. More Calvo. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about agapeo love today. Yes. Okay. Just to clarify. So uh, why is love a core value at Desert Stream? <laughs> In February, we're talking about core values of love. The reason is because God is love. 
Therefore, our church's core value is love. Mm. Love is the core value of Desert Stream because the Hebrew people in the Old Testament were commanded to love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love is the core value of Desert Stream because Jesus commanded the church in the New Testament that the, his love, he said, I give you a new command, love one another. And according to Paul the Apostle, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So this is some big words. So it's hard to love others. The, the challenge is, it says here, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So what happens when our faith meter goes down? What happens when anxiety and fear go up? What happens to our love? It shrinks. Yeah, exactly. Right? So today we want to talk about, that's why last month we talked about faith. When you increase faith in God, your love potential increases as well. Yeah. Because when you're full of fear, what happens is, unfortunately, and I, I'll speak for myself, I end up looking at my own sin, my own shame, my own problems. I get my head looking inward. The only problem with that is that means my love outward decreases. So that's why we want to be filled with faith and love. So it gets our head up, gets us looking outward. So how do we do that? We know that love is essential. We know it's a clear commandment of the scriptures. But I want to ask Katrina, how do we get that love inside of us? We feel it, but how do we get it out? How do we get that love to people? And Katrina, I know that Matthew chapter 5, 16 has been a verse that's been a core value for you. And you're, you're confirming that. Uh, why don't you unpack that passage and tell us how it relates to, to getting love out? So this spring we had the opportunity Nope. I think it was actually the fall. The women went through a um, core value and we talked about our core values. And this really spoke to me. It was able to put it to words, something that is a part of who I am. I think my DNA and uh, Matthew 5, 14 and 16. So 14 through 16, just to give some context here says, um, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. And nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Now here's verse 16. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And another, another version of that um, through the Passion Translation of verse 16 says, so don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that the commendable things you do will shine as light upon them and then they will give their praise to your heavenly father. So I love this verse so much because the opportunity to show our love in action. Mm -hmm. It's not just this pie in the sky concept right. that, oh, as Christians, we're supposed to love one another, we're supposed to love each other, but um, it's actually doing. And that's where it's a verb. It's an actual doing. So I have to start with, to answer the question of what does that look like for me? I have to start with my spheres of influence. So who is within my circles um, that I have influence with? Who am I in relationship with? So for me, it's my family, the coworkers that I have, our neighbors, and my students, because as I said, I'm a teacher. Those are my spheres of influence. So how can I love them? The best way that I know how to show them love is to serve. Serving is at the heart of that. So my service could be a small token of appreciation, um, a text with a 
question of how are you doing, um, or it could be some grandiose gesture. So um, why are the small, you're talking about small sometime token gifts, why are these small consistent investments important when we're talking about how to love someone? Yeah, I think what we've found as we've done these small things faithfully and consistently is that they build trust. And trust is really foundational. Um, and I, I also think that those small tokens show our authenticity, that we're not just there with some gimmick or some ulterior motive, yeah. but that we're truly there to serve, to show his love. So I personally choose to serve people um, because I really believe it's a bridge building opportunity for me. Um, I'm intentional to look for ways that I can serve people outside of our church. Um, that is really what fires me up. What gets me excited is I want to show that his love, I want to show um, the life that I live and the ways that I have been just showered with his grace and his love and his hope. I want to offer that to others. So I get the opportunity to serve. Mm -hmm. And how does that come about? I ask him. I just ask the Lord all the time, open my eyes to see the needs around me. Open my eyes to hear, open my heart to hear, my ears to hear the things that are being said and the things that aren't being said. And give me those creative and ingenious ways to serve those who are in my spheres of influence. So I ask. Okay, so you ask and you're, you're building trust, you're trying to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And uh, practically speaking, what does that look like? Or what does that mean? Like, what are some of the ways that you actually do it? Right. I'm a very practical person, so this is definitely a good question. Um, for me, for us, our family, um, I think it's giving of our time. So this season of our life is a very busy one. I'm sure many who are watching today would say the same thing. Um, for me, time is my most valuable asset. So I'm working full time, we're raising three kids. Um, our life is busy, as many can attest to that as well. So for us, we have to make a very conscious decision to use our time in a way that can serve other people. Um, we had the opportunity to serve at a local elementary school that our church sponsors. And we would have to be there out the door with all of our kids at 6.15 in the morning. And then we would go and make, with others, volunteers who had helped, um, just over 600 pancakes to serve this school. And you know, it wasn't super easy getting up that early and getting all three kids out the door, doing that, and then leaving and going to my own job for the, next, for the rest of the day. Um, but it was a conscious decision that we made as a family that it was totally worth it. There wasn't a thing about that that I would take back and I'd do it again and again. So getting to serve somebody else is a very rewarding experience. Mm -hmm. um, as I've grown in my journey of faith, as I've walked this out, somewhere along the line, I stopped asking what the church could do for me. How can the church serve me? I stopped asking that question because I think when we're first new to the church, we ask that question, yeah. right? What can the church do for me? How can the church serve me? And that's a fair question. But as I grew in my maturity, I stopped asking that question. I started saying, what can I do for the church? How can I serve the church? So making pancakes for 300 local elementary school students is one way that we have chosen to be really intentional with our time to show our um, love 
for the Lord because out of that overflow, it creates a dynamic relationship with yeah. um, this, the teachers at the school, the parents in the school, the kids at that school, and it shows them, hey, that church down the road, because sometimes we churches get a bad rap, right? There's a lot of the news wants to sometimes take us and point us as, hypocrites or look at the hypocrisy in the church or look at all the infighting happening between different churches and maybe that does happen too but I think this is a bridge building opportunity for us as a church to say you know what we just want to come and serve there's no other agenda beyond the fact that we would like to meet a felt need you have hungry students we got a team of people who would love to come and help take care of that need and for that purpose only we just want to love yeah that's awesome. So <laughs> I could keep going on and on and on. This one gets me excited. So time is not the only way right. that um, you and I have chosen to serve. So how about you share some of the journey of um, us using our, our treasures or our finances right. to serve others? Because that's a, that's a piece of serving. And, you know, people get a little scared when you start talking about money, but... We have learned that there is a, an open door conversation there, and we're happy to talk yes. about that. So in January, we, we went to the Lord, and we asked the Lord, how do we move from the land of just enough to the land of plenty? Mm -hmm. Because we studied the scriptures, and whether it was Old Testament figures or New Testament, we saw that the kingdom of God is not based on lack or poverty, but the kingdom of God is based on abundance. It's all the way from Genesis to the, to the end of the story at Revelation. So we asked God to change our life so that we could now begin to live from abundance mm -hmm. and not just getting by. Mm -hmm. And a part of that, God showed us one of the steps forward in learning to prosper in your life is investing in other people with your finances. I'm not talking about our tithe that we set aside to repay back to the Lord, to our local church. That's a, a different teaching and story, so we do that. But then we move into investing and sowing in other people. Mm -hmm. And it has been such a great joy in the last 12 months, that we, it has become part of our lifestyle. And a lot of our friends have joined us and we've, we've shared with friends and friends have invested in us and we've met people's needs yeah. in a very practical way. And, and, and it's all organic. There, there's no system to it except love and a choice. And uh, it's been a great time. So a part of it is giving with our finances because it's, uh, you know, your heart is connected to your finances because wherever, wherever your treasure is, the Bible says, there's your heart. Mm -hmm. So we want to put our, our heart in loving people. So we started investing in people intentionally. And so uh, one of the volunteers at the church, they, they invested and they, they dropped off like 20 gift bags at the church, emergency kits for people going through tough times, homeless people. So we had 20 kits. I put, put some in my car and uh, we were at the grocery store and one of the ladies was asking for help. And I said, perfect. I said, would you like a gift bag? It's got some... Uh, toiletries in it. It's got some snacks. It's got gloves, mittens, uh, all that for the winter time. She, this was just this Christmas. Yeah, right? this was just, just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. And she said, sure. And I, I, my niece was with me. And uh, so we, we gave her the gift. We went shopping for a few snacks. We come out and my niece turns to me and says, is it okay, Uncle Mark, if I was to give something to this lady? <laughs> she goes, I have some finances too. Could I help? I said, well, darling, of course you can. It's up to you. Be free, give whatever in your heart. And she, you know, it was just some of her change. And she goes, good. And she just walked right up to the lady. She goes, can I give you this? And the lady said, thank you so much. And you can see the, the snowballing effect of giving. It affects the people around you because it's so much joy mm -hmm. to give to others. 
It wasn't about the amount. It wasn't about what was given. It was a choice that we gave. Because remember, when it comes to love, love is a verb. God is love. God gives. And so we give. And this is a verse uh, that, that we hold on to when, when we're uh, talking about giving and helping people. It says this in Proverbs 19, 17. Those who give to the poor lend to the Lord, and surely he will give back what he has given. That's Proverbs 19, 17. So we choose to love people with our finances. We choose to give them gifts. And we do that intentionally. And, and we know that if they're struggling and, and they're in a season of, of coming out of poverty or dealing with those things, the Lord says, if you give to them, it's like giving to the Lord. And surely he will repay. So financially, we don't worry about that part because God has already promised us to cover that part. It, you know, it's times you can be afraid of money letting go because you feel like you're letting go of control and power. But as you let go of that, it's like a trust issue with God. And then he's like, sure, I'll take care of that. and be happy to repay you. And that's where the faith part comes in. Mm-hmm. And it's such a joy. So each month, we intentionally set aside money. Uh, we, we do that for our tithes and our offerings. But we also set aside money, not just for those people struggling, but we set aside money to honor people. Mm-hmm. We invest intentionally in the spiritual leaders of our life and in our natural parents because they were the ones... <laughs> God bless our parents. We wouldn't be here without them. So we look at people. Who can we honor? Who can we invest in and say, thank you. I love you. So we set aside a small amount of our income every month. We put it in a different account. We call it our first fruits. And we sow that back to spiritual leaders and people who have been blessing to us. Mm-hmm. And it's so freeing. And there's no agenda. It's just a simple saying, you know what? Thank you. We love you. And no one knows about that except for that other person and us. Mm-hmm. But we do it because... Um, it's so fun to give back as a token. I just want to add in here, as you were talking, I was thinking about how, um, what a blessing and an opportunity is to show our children, yes. right? The next generation, the value of giving. So, you know, our niece, Sophia, had that opportunity to see you do that. And as you're sharing that story, I was thinking about, I think it was a year or two ago, that you and one of the girls were going to Walmart mm-hmm. and you had had a gift card. Mark often carries around a gift card um, in an envelope in the car to either give like gas money to somebody or you know $20 gift card to Walmart to go get something. And I think you saw the need of somebody who was asking and you decided to give it to them. And then a very similar story, you went with one of the girls and came back out and I think maybe it was Lucy who only had candy. Mm. Do you remember that? Yeah. And she, she said, Daddy, can I give my candy to him? Mm-hmm. Can I offer my candy? Because she didn't have treasure. She didn't have finances. Well, to her, that candy actually probably was a treasure. So, but she saw it. She caught the heart of that um, serving with no expectation of reward back. She really knew that when she gave that away, there was nothing, she wasn't getting that back again. And I think the only reason she felt confident doing that is because she saw that modeled in you. Mm. And uh, I think that's a powerful opportunity that we have to um, model that to the next generation, those coming behind us as well. And, and when, we, when we give, yes, we're, we're modeling like, um, like a simple uh, token and it just keeps building and building and whether we're going through drive through and my, my son might right. say, are you going to get the person behind you? Because if we just do it all the time, yeah. just to show the person behind you a surprise action of kindness, your kids can pick that up and begin to think of it. And you know, what's important to me, and I want to challenge everyone who's participating with us today, I want to challenge you, uh, if you're married, talk with your spouse. Uh, Obviously, if you're single, you can do this on your own free will. Set aside a certain amount of money 
this month or as soon as you can and say, God, who can I bless this day? Who can I bless this month? Mm -hmm. Let God show you that person. I challenge you to invest out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you got to eat. You got to pay your bills. Do what you got to do. But set aside some money and say, God, I am willing to take the money that you gave me in the first place and willingly and intentionally give it to someone. Uh, sometimes it's easy. It's been people who are in need or our own family or parents. Uh, sometimes it's our, the missionaries that we know uh, from our local church. It could be local nonprofit organizations in your area, in your city. But be intentional. Do it with free will. And just watch the joy of God come through your life on your end and their end. It's called a win-win. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we know that love is a verb. But... And we know that we can do it, we can love others through our time. We can love other people through our treasure. But here's a big question. How do you keep your heart pure when you're doing this? Because a lot of people in Western society I've found who we have a lot of money compared to other people, if you start comparing, and people said, well, you know, be careful about these good works and telling people about what you're doing. Be careful about talking about how you gave money. You know, you should keep that under wraps. You're gonna lose your, your, your gift you're, you know, you look like you're bragging. Mm-hmm. And so, Katrina, how do we keep our hearts pure? Mm. And, and let's talk about motivations. How do we keep our motivations pure when you're trying to give your life away? What does that look like? I, that's such a fascinating... Mark and I were, have been talking about this, obviously, as we got prepared for today. But um, this idea, this almost a false humility, I think, we grew up under, that when you do something kind for others... Well, you shouldn't tell people. And I'm not really sure where that came from, but that was certainly what we saw growing up in the church. And um, I think that's why the Matthew um, 5, 16 mm-hmm. verse is so paramount for me because it's the let your light shine so that they may see your good deeds. They can actually see the good things you're doing. We hear the Mary and the Martha, right? And it's yeah. always be the Mary, be the one who's sitting at Jesus' feet, which absolutely. But this verse also challenges us to let our light shine that they might see our good deeds and then praise our Father in heaven. And I think that's, it's that last piece right there. There's nothing wrong with doing good deeds. It's actually phenomenal. And I think um, it's, a, it's a thing of maturity is to answer the question about how do we keep our heart pure and our motivations pure? I think there comes a place of maturity where we recognize that, you know what, serving others feels amazing. It does. It, it's almost, well, for Mark and I, it's almost like a spiritual high. Like we, yeah. we literally get jacked up when we have the opportunity to serve others. It is a funny, exciting feeling. But um, it's, we really have to check our intention right? So is the intention just to give myself a pat on the back or to feel better about myself or to say, oh gosh, I really hope somebody sees what good work I did and oh, that might make them think better of me. Um, Because if if it's any of those, then we missed it. We really did miss it. Um, Mm -hmm. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So it's not about praising me. It's not about praising you. Um, right. It's it's not even about praising, oh, Desert Stream, look at the ways that they've gotten involved in their um, community. But it's about giving glory to the Father. So I have to make sure that when I go into those pancake breakfasts or at Christmas time, we had the opportunity to 
go spend somebody else's several hundred dollars to buy coats and um, winter boots and winter wear on behalf of the church um, to this same school. And so really have to check our heart and say, why am I doing this? Mm. And I'm giving with a pure heart. I'm giving my time with a pure heart. And my spirit says, Lord, I want you to be glorified. May they see you in all that I'm doing. So may my motivation be um, one that is bringing glory to him. So as I think about that, even today as we're sharing, you know, love is a verb, and we're talking about the different ways that um, we've had the opportunity to serve. It could come across as, oh, wow, look how great they are, blah, 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 which really is not the intention behind what we're sharing. We've been given these opportunities um, by his grace, Yes. right? We started by asking for creative and ingenious ways, and by asking, we said to the Lord, we're available. We don't know what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he says, give your money. And sometimes you're very ready to give all the money. And I'm like, oh, that would hurt a little if we're being honest, because it's giving of our finances, right? right. And so that's the journey the Lord's taking me on. Um, but looking at it to say our, our intentions are to bring glory to him. Right. Our intentions are not to have people look back and say, oh, look at those henshaws, what great characters they are. That's not it at all. It's entirely about um, bringing honor to him mm. so that others can see him and glorify him and ask us, why do you do that? Why do you give so much time? Why would you get up at 6.15 or get your family out the door at 6.15? Why is your six-year-old helping flip pancakes at a local elementary school? Um, Because we have the passion, because he gave us the grace to do that. And I hope that in all that we do, we're showing God's love in our spheres of influence, the people that God has put in our path, we get to show that. So that's why I serve, is to bring that glory to him. Yes, and you were saying to me earlier that the difference between just doing good works, because we can all do good things, which is great, but when you're motivated by the love of God, mm. we believe that there's a supernatural encounter that happens with those who you're loving. Mm-hmm. Because it's more than just doing something good, which is awesome, good works are great, but when you bring that goodness in the spirit of Christ, in the spirit of love, people actually will encounter God as you do that good work. It's true, it completely opens the door two conversations because like we said before you're building trust and you're building a consistency where it's showing that it's not just about what I can you know get out of this or you know we have an ulterior motive or a second agenda it's truly out of a heart to just serve what need do those people in my sphere have and how can I meet them? Sometimes it's that grandiose gesture. It might be a large investment of money. And other times it might literally just be a dropped off coffee yeah. or um, a text checking in at the exact right time um, to say, how are you? You know, you've been on my heart. I've been thinking about you and um, just wanted to let you know that I've been praying. That's right. And I think that's where we have those opportunities to serve. We have those opportunities to show that love is a verb. Yes. So Mark, um, Final thoughts. Well, Final thoughts you want to leave us with. I, I keep coming back to uh, the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. So let's turn to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. 
says this in uh, Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now this is a famous passage, but what I like about it when we talk about love as a verb, it's not as much about what you do because there could be a hundred different ways to express your love to someone mm -hmm. based on your uniquenesses and theirs. For sure. And that's up between you, them, and God. But you, what is not different for everything is we should carry those gifts in this spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. So as Christians, we come in love. We give it in joy, gentleness, kindness. We use self-control. We use faithfulness. We're patient with people. That's the expression of the gift. It comes in the spirit of Christ. It comes with goodness, consistency, and faithfulness. So this is, uh, Katrina was asking, like, how do we check the motivations of our heart when we're giving? Mm -hmm. Does it pass this test? Mm -hmm. Look at this test and say, was I patient with that person when I did the gift? Or did I just do it to get it over with? Mm. Was I peaceable? Or was I being sarcastic? Did I have love and joy when I gave the gift or fear and anxiety? Mm. Why? The motivations of the heart need to come from the Holy Spirit. And this is, I found, just a beautiful uh, a filter to run your, your life choices through. And when Holy Spirit fills you up, it's easy. Uh, it's a lot easier mm -hmm. to give with these fruits. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to, uh, the end of that says in verse 23, it says, against such things... There is no law. So this is something we can dive into more and in the future. I think there's something to unlock here. You notice how it said there is no law against these things. And so what I think God is trying to open this door for us, as we begin to develop in the fruit of the Holy Spirit and show love in action as a verb, we're going to be able to go places where we couldn't go before. Mm -hmm. See, there is no law against these things. When you're under the law, it's based on behavior and choices. Yeah. But when you're in the spirit, you're not under the same level of containment. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So when we walk in the fruit of the Holy Spirit, I believe what God is saying, new doors will be opened unto you. In fact, you'll find less containment. There, will be, there won't be a legalistic checkmark box over every choice you do. You'll find great creativity and freedom in the expression of your gift in the Holy Spirit. So I think as a body, as a people, we can expect God to take the, uh, the roof off and, and look out and say, you are free. There is no law against you now. In fact, in fact you're going to see more access to places than you ever thought possible. No limit. No limit. There's no limit. There's no limit. Can you, tell, can you talk about, we don't have this in our notes, so I'm kind of putting them on the spot. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, yep. we talked about love, yep. right? Famous love chapter yep. in the Bible. But at the end of it, um, it talks about if you don't do these things, you're a resounding gong and a clanging cymbal. Yes. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. 
And where does that love come from? Him. Him. Like, in other words, we can't pull this one off in our human flesh. I mean, we can go do good things, and sure. it's not wrong. It's never wrong just to do good things. But what, I'm, what we're saying here, as Christians, as believers, for us, what counts is doing it in the spirit of love. Yes. And without love, the Bible pretty much says you missed it, you struck out. And that's a good motivation check as well. So love is a verb. Love is something that we do with our time. Mm-hmm. Love is something we do with our treasures. And love is something we have to do with a pure heart. And who really knows those things but the Holy Spirit? So this is a very personal journey. Your spouse might know, your close friends, but why are you doing what you're doing? And why are you giving yourself? The, the Bible says you can save your life, but lose it. Mm-hmm. Or you can give your entire life away for the gospel and for Jesus Christ and save your life. Gain everything. Gain it all. So, or we can gain everything that the world has to offer and lose our very soul. Or we can give our entire life away and gain everything. Mm. So we have choices to make. And what Katrina and I want to challenge you today is from now on, when you have a good thought towards someone, that's called goodwill. And you go, man, I really love that person. It just pops in your head. It could be a family member, a friend, a coworker, someone in your church family. And you just have a good, you have affection for them. Right then, choose to do something about it. This is what we're talking yes. about. Don't think it, do it. Once the thought comes, it's a prompting to go take action. Mm-hmm. And it could be big or small, but go from thinking about something to doing it. And I know as a church, we talk a lot about being, because it starts with being. You got to know whose you are. But once you know whose you are, you know what you have. That's called your inheritance. That's called your biblical promises. Once you know what you have, which is a blessing and an eternal blessing, because we know that the Father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. We know that it's a family-run business and that God owns everything. Come on. So there's no shortage of cash. That's right. In other words, you can go do it. You can go do it freely and with great conviction to show love. So next time someone comes in and you think it, do it. Do it. Don't hesitate. Yeah, don't hesitate. Pull the trigger. And if, even if you mess up a little bit and p- people are a little awkward and they say, why are you doing this? Yes. You don't have to know all white stuff. Oh, I just, I don't know. I was thinking of you. Love you. Wanted to bless you. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Like you don't have to have an agenda with it. Just do yeah. it freely. Yeah. If they ask why, say, oh, I just love you. I yeah. just, I wanted to do something kind. We've had people who, when we've, when we've given it a token, whether it's big or small, um, some people just don't know how to receive that because they're, they're so shocked. Like, why would you invest your time with us? Why would you invest your money towards us? And it, it's hard for them. And so we also take that opportunity to just teach people how to receive. Yes. Just say thank you. <laughs> just as simple as that. Just say thank you. Because if somebody invests in you, can I just be really practical? If somebody invests in you and gives you something, speaks something over you, just say thank you. Because if you hum and you haw, or you're like, oh, no, I can't take that, you know what? You kind of rob the giver. You kind of steal from them that um, joy that mm. they had. And so receive it. Just be a cheerful receiver. We talk about being a cheerful giver. Be a cheerful receiver yes. as well, because it is a win-win. There's a blessing for you to receive from them, but there's a rich blessing for the person giving to you also. That's right. And so we encourage you this week, go get a couple $5 coffee cards from your local uh, coffee shops in your town. Just co- put them in your car, put one in your wallet. Um, I love the people who put like a 5 or 10 or $20 bill uh, 
in their wallet and it's not for spending, it's just sitting there mm. for the right time. And it takes, what, self-control. Because me, I just like to spend it. I want to go get another coffee or something. But God's like, no, that's not your money. That's money set aside to give to somebody else. And then God will bring that opportunity, whether it's a gift card, cash, doesn't matter. I'm not talking about the specifics of it. Just be ready to do it. And uh, it could take months. And all of a sudden, in one second, God will say, that's the person. Do it now. Are you sure, God? Go, 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 go. Even if it's messy, step out. Yeah. And take a risk of investment. Every investment comes with risk. But the best investments are the one you choose to do on purpose and align with the word of God. We're never going to challenge you to do something that's against this. No. All the things we talk about are lined up yeah. with the word of God, with the scriptures. Love, agapeo, is a verb. So the next time you think it, what should we do? Do it. Do it, right? Think it and then do it. And uh, so that, that's the heart of our message as God has been training us to go from thinking about it to doing about it. He's been, you know, if I can say it that way, he said, do you want to move out of land of just enough? Then start investing and taking your seed and going to put it in other people's good soil. Because see, when the harvest comes back, it's even bigger. Mm-hmm. And then you turn and reinvest it again. So it's a cycle of growth or prospering. Mm-hmm. And that is not uh, true just for me or for my wife. That's the gospel message available to all people. Mm-hmm. It's available to all of us to step into. Not d- based on your circumstances or what's around you or how you were brought up or any of those issues. The choice is ours to step forward and to take our investments and put them into other people's lives. Mm-hmm. I, was just, I was thinking about how people um, might say, but Mark, I'm, like, I'm just at the end of my rope. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? The month comes and there's just not enough dollars yes. at the end of that month. So you're talking about these practical ways, but for my family, for my fa- finances, for my emotions, yeah. it's just not possible. That's a good point. And I just I want to I want to encourage you in that that um, about a year ago I went through um, a, a season of total burnout and I stepped away from my job. I had to just take a break because I had just reached the end of what I was capable of doing, and um, a great time of pressing into the Lord. But I'll tell you what, in that season for me, I had nothing to give to anybody. And, and giving, serving others is really a passion of who I am. It's a part of my DNA, but I had nothing. And I, I just wanna acknowledge that for people who might be watching today that you might find yourself in a season. This pandemic has created a lot of stress, um, a lot of disappointment for people. And you might say, that sounds really great and all, but mm-hmm. I am just not there. And I wanna say, you know what? That's okay. This is, this is a lifestyle. This isn't a one-time That's event. Right. This is an entire lifestyle. And God's grace and love for you is so abundant that yes. he knows that. He knows your heart. He knows, he knew that I was defeated. I, I was devastated by just everything. And I had nothing to give. And in that season, I gave nothing. I, I focused every bit of energy I had on just getting whole and healthy again and pressing into him. And as I've come through that experience, I'm back in that place where I'm like, okay, God, what are the creative and ingenious ways that I get Mm -hmm. to serve now in my spheres of influence? So if you find yourself in that place, it's okay. Don't walk away from this feeling any condemnation or any sense of I should have done more or I'm not doing enough. Not at all. That's just balarkey. 
You just need to know that his love for you and his grace for you is more than enough. And, and ask, you know what? A text sent at the right time can be more meaningful than somebody dropping a ton of cash into your pocket That's because right. it really comes from Holy Spirit. And if you're in that place today and you're feeling like, you know what? I'm one of the burned out ones. Mm. I'm one of the ones that don't have anything in my tank Nothing. right now. The only thing you can do is go and get your tank refilled. Yep. The only thing you can do is go to God and, and seek him with all of your heart and he will be found. You can go to God, and this isn't just positive thinking, this is alignment with the word of God. Come to God and position yourself as a daughter and a son and say, Father, I'm empty, I'm here to receive. All you who are weary and burdened. Yep, come to me. And I will give you rest. Yes, he will lift off that heavy burden. So today, if you're feeling, you know what, that's a great message. I'm not in that season. That's okay. Yep. Remember, okay. God uh, uh, agapeos you. He loves that's you right. unconditionally by his free will and his covenant. So he, that will never change. So go and get your tanks filled as a lifestyle. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a baptism that comes down from heaven of love that fills our tanks. Come and the only way to go get that is for you to choose to close your door in your prayer, your prayer closet. Yep. Sit down and say, Father, I've got nothing. You've got everything. Uh, this is a little awkward, but go ahead. I'm just going to wait here, pour it out. Yeah. Take the time to let him pour his love back in. Every day. Once a day, whatever. It just, yeah. And it, this is not a quick fix thing. This is, like Katrina said, a lifestyle thing. And once you get filled up, it's so much easier to overflow. Give from the overflow. And then you're giving that, that joy and that, that mm -hmm. peace, and it's just overflow. Uh, because people know, and they can read me, and they're like, Mark, what's wrong with you? I'm like, ah, blah, blah, blah. you know, I'm like, you know, it could be shame or condemnation or whatever. Uh, yeah. You see my tanks. I'm not, I'm almost on, I'm belly gazing again. You know, you're, you're looking inward because that's not my lifestyle. My lifestyle is to keep my head up, focused on Christ. And that's a safe place for me. And so we don't want any condemnation or judgment. These, these are just opportunities. So we want to, we want to close in prayer and believe that you're going to get an upgrade in your love. See, because we can't give anything we don't have. So we really need the Holy Spirit to baptize us and fill us with the Father's love. And then out of that place, we can go and begin to do practical examples of sharing a heart. So Katrina, you want to start off and just pray and, and I'll close. And we just want to speak a blessing over you today. Well, Father, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to be here today to share that love is a verb. Yes. God, you have been so rich in our lives and we consider ourselves to be very rich individuals yes. because of your love. And so all of us who are um, listening to this message, who are watching this on our YouTube channel, we just ask God for your blessing upon yes. them. We pray, Father, that you would give them creative and ingenious ideas this week, this day, mm. on ways that they can serve. And again, just to reiterate that it doesn't have to be the big grandiose, though it might be, but it might just be the really small gestures and how meaningful those are. And so we just pray, Father, for your love to abound. We pray for your baptism yes. of love yes. to fill so that the only way that we can do this is out of the overflow of that relationship with you. And what an honor it is to get to walk with you and to yes. show others your love as we let our light shine for you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that you've made us ambassadors mm. on your behalf, that we get to carry the love of God. We get to carry the joy and the peace and the patience and the goodness and the self-control, uh, the joy. We get to carry your extravagance with us 
and dispense it intentionally into other people's lives. Thank you that we are carriers of your glory. Uh, not, uh, not that we're boasting about our good works, Lord, because our, our faith is a gift. Our, our salvation is a gift. So we thank you for it. We thank you for infilling people today. Lord, we pray for that baptism of love just to increase over everyone watching today, everyone who's participating. We say receive in Jesus' name. Receive the agapeo, the unconditional goodwill of the Father, not based on your behavior, but based on his free will choice. He created you as his son and daughter, and he wants to extravagantly bless you and fill your cup so that it runs over even in the presence of your enemies. We receive that today. Just, just receive that with the Lord. Say, I receive it, Lord. I receive it, Lord. I receive it, Lord. Now, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would begin to show people who they can invest in this week. Mm -hmm. I pray that everyone watching would have one or two people come onto their heart this week and they know that's the one. Yeah. That's the one they're going to take from thinking about to doing it. Yeah. We believe as a church body and as Christians overall that love is a verb. And we're going to activate our love by faith through the Holy Spirit. So we pray that blessing over everyone today, God. We thank you for this time. And we, and we, just, uh, we just thank you for love, that you first loved us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's wonderful, guys. Thank you for joining us. And uh, Katrina and I, in the next about five minutes, we're going to hop online and use our, our Zoom Connect uh, to hang out with you. We're going to talk about more about love, uh, answer your questions, pray with you. And so give us a few minutes. Uh, the live link is set up through our Desert Stream Facebook page. You can just click on that, and, you'll, and we're going to be uh, hanging out with you uh, on Zoom in a few minutes. So thank you. Next week, uh, we have Pastor Kevin and Sherry uh, going to be sharing uh, about love uh, from their journey. It's going to be powerful. Erotic love? No. no oh, no. He's, he passed on that one, too. <laughs> so that'll be a whole other series we'll have to do another time. Uh, but God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you. Hey everybody, Pastor Kevin Dowling here from Desert Stream. Just giving a shout out to you and saying thanks for joining us this week. We trust that you received something out of what was shared today, and we hope that it spoke to you and that it encouraged you in this season that we find ourselves in. You know, you could do us a big favor if you would just uh, share, uh, like, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let people know that there's a place that you found that you're getting an encouragement and hope each and every week. We hope you plan to Check in with us next week. Be a part of our expression again and help spread the word that God is in control in the midst of this season. 